Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Clint. Welcome to the Friday episode that Daniel and I have been. We didn't know that this was going to be the most exciting off-season episode to date, but then some fool opened his mouth and started typing and speaking on the keyboard as well as on a podcast, and Daniel and I said, welcome to an entire podcast, Barrett Sally. Barrett Sally, we have been waiting for you. Waiting. We have kept the we've kept the seat warm, and so uh, welcome to the show. Um, not actually, not actually on the show. I'd love to have Barrett Sully on the show, get his um, get his defense of some of these statements. Because listen, here's what I don't need: uh, I don't need you to think Georgia's going to win a national championship. No, I don't care about that. You understand that? Like, I I think Georgia's going to win a national championship, but I don't need. Every writer in the country. I don't get mad at people when they pick uh, other teams to win games or other teams to win national championships. I get mad when they do so for reasons that are absolutely idiotic. Yeah. And that's what we're dealing with here. Um, uh, so, yeah, we're glad that you're here, though. You're you're not idiotic. I can only no. assume you're a Georgia fan. We're Georgia fans. Uh, this is a podcast for fans by fans. We're here to educate you. We are here to help you be the best fans that you can be. We take it very seriously. Uh, we are not insiders or gurus, and we are not asking for your money. We are simply here to talk about our beloved Georgia Bulldogs, which we do three days a week, uh, soon to be five days a week once the season really gets ramped up. And uh, players, by the way, Clint. Hell. Getting getting ready to be back on campus June the 8th. Uh, in just a few short days, there will be players on campus. As we are recording next week's episodes, uh, there will be players on campus. I'm not sure if there will be mm. things for us to talk about or report on, but uh, there will be players on campus, and that is great news. And so um, uh, the season is coming. We're glad that you're here. You can email us, LockedOnBulldogs at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter, at Dogs Podcast. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Um, uh, send us your thoughts, your questions. We would love to hear from you. Uh, tell a friend about the show. All of those things uh, are really helpful for us. But um, let's, not, let's not waste any time, Clint. No. Let's jump in. Let's jump in. Uh, Barisley, uh a little over a week ago now, was on the uh, another podcast, the Cover Three podcast, which is uh, a great podcast. It's a podcast that I enjoy. Um, it is hosted by Chip Patterson and Barton Simmons from CBS Sports, and um, uh, they are generally too coherent to listen to people and they give coherent thoughts some of which i agree with and some of which i don't um uh, they also love gambling and so that doesn't hurt to listen to them <laughs> um uh, but barely came on the show uh and as they were going through their kind of preseason top 25 and they got to the georgia episode and barely came on and the things that he had to say clint were nothing less than shocking Gross. Little well-known fact that Barrett Lee, in case you didn't know, has picked Florida to win the SEC East this year. Yep. Says that the best bet in the SEC is to bet on Florida to win the SEC championship. Um, Florida's is picked to win the East. 
does not believe Georgia is going to sniff the college football playoff this year, does not believe they're going to make it back to Atlanta this year, does not believe they're going to um, lose any less than two games this year. And, um, and that's not even the dumbest parts of the things that we're going to talk about. Like, that's just the setup no. to who Barrett Salee is and what he is bringing to the show. So I'm going to read you some quotes. I kind of got this broken up into three sections, Clint. And I'm going to read you some quotes. And this first wave of quotes is Barrett is asked why he doesn't think Georgia is a contender to win the national championship, why he doesn't even think Georgia is a team to win the SEC East. And and he does not say first-year offensive coordinator, Todd Monken, going to be tough to get the new system installed. He does not say uh, transfer quarterback doesn't have a lot of time to learn the new offense, miss spring practice. That's not what he leads with. Those aren't the first words out of his mouth. The first words out of his mouth are, quote, I just don't trust that offensive line. No. Clint. No. No, no. No. (laughs) No. No, that's that's what he said, Clint. That's the. Sure. um, Sure. Okay. Barrett. Um, Let me just let me just ask real quick. What exactly is the part of the offensive line that you don't that you don't trust? Well, it must be um, it must be the lack of talent that's there. He, Kirby's just kind of working, kind of patchworking guys in there. That must be why. Oh, it's four and five star talent all the way across the board. Oh, it's okay. the highest what, rated players it, in there. It must be. You're right. Okay, fine, fine, fine. It must be because the coaching is incompetent at the position. Correct. One of the most notable offensive line minds, former head coach, um, great recruiter, great motivator, um, is not stuck in a system that doesn't allow offensive linemen to be athletic and move around. Um, it's yeah, no, that's that's okay. Matt Luke probably not going to be the yeah. problem. Well, it must be because offensive lines, you can't win games in the SEC with average to okay offensive lines. That that must be why. <laughs> Barrett Salee is here to tell you that Georgia lost three players offense offensive line. Let me just let me tell you what the what people who don't really think and don't really have educated takes. Let me tell you the kinds of things they say, Clint. Yeah. They say things like Georgia lost three players off its offensive line. There are two ways to lose a player. I'm gonna I'm gonna educate you a little okay. bit here. Um, there are two ways. I guess three technically. You can a player can transfer, mm-hmm. but then there are two other ways to lose a player. One is that player runs out of eligibility. Uh huh. And leaves the program. Because they are no longer able to play in the program and no longer able to play football again. Correct. Because they have to go get a real person job. The second way that you lose a player is that person is so good that they decide not to play football on Saturdays anymore, but instead to go and get paid millions of dollars to go play football on Sundays. Clint, which kind of offensive line attrition did Georgia suffer this offseason? When the three the three yeah. starters that left the program, uh-huh. what kind were they? Um, I think they were the ones in which they're getting paid lots of money to continue their playing careers. 
two first round draft picks and a fourth round draft pick is who oh, they were. Okay. Clint, they they are now incredibly wealthy. So let me just ask you this. The fact that the people behind them couldn't beat them out. Yep. Is that an indictment on their skill level or talent? If you can't beat the number four overall player in the NFL draft out for a job, does that mean you're not good at football, Clint? No, it just means he was the best offensive lineman to ever come through Georgia. Yeah. What about another offensive tackle? So if you're a tackle on this year's Georgia team, the two people you had to beat out were both first-round draft picks last year. Listen, if we graduate scrubs and our offensive line was terrible, neither of which were true last year, and now now we replace three starters on the offensive line, now, Barrett, you're allowed to say, I don't trust this offensive line because they got three new starters and those guys weren't even good enough to play last year. But guess what? That's not the case with this new offensive line. Now you got guys like Justin Schaefer. Now you got guys like Ben Cleveland, a full-time starter. Now you got guys like Jamari Sawyer who are ready to step in and fill their roles because they are upperclassmen who have waited their turn behind some of the best to ever do it at the University of Georgia. Clint, the offensive line is not a weakness on this team. No. Not even a little bit. No. Clint. If you and I were to go down the list and we were to list the things we're scared of, offensive line doesn't crop up until – Eight, nine, ten on the list. Mm, it's, it's low. Yeah, it's low. It's low on the list for sure. It's yeah. It's it's darn near ten uh, down on the list. You know what else? Um, I'm not concerned about. I'm not concerned about finding a healthy and tasty protein bar option. No, anymore, Clint. I was concerned about that before I came across the fine folks over at Bill Bar. Uh, who sell a protein bar that is high in fiber and high in protein, but also low in sugar, and yet tastes like a straight high fructose corn syrup candy bar. It, it, it tastes like – absolutely does. You are just eating a Three Musketeers and oh, calling gosh. it a protein bar. And yet – how good, by the way, we talked about freezing the Bill Bar on Monday. That we is did. an executive producer intern, Michael, special. That's why he is – Truly the gem, the brains behind He's this entire best. operation because he comes up with ideas like that. Absolutely. That's, uh, we talked about that. Uh, you pop one of those bad boys in the freezer. You chop it up maybe into some, some bite-sized pieces. Um, you are dealing with an absolutely sensational and sensationally healthy uh, option. You can't just eat queso every day. <laughs> Contrary week, to popular I've rec- belief. <laughs> I've recently gone to uh, a cardiologist, and he has confirmed <laughs> this exact said, this exact thing. Doctor said, "Do you do you swim in this? Do you, you do, do you bathe? Do in you?" This? He actually said, "Do you want to see forty? Does that? Do, were you hoping to make it to forty, or no? Were you hope? Were you just fine planning folks on over at Built Bar are really trying to get Daniel to the, to his daughter's graduation? Okay, that's really what, trying to help him out." They are helping out a tremendous amount, and they can help you out too. If you want to um, get a protein bar that is healthy and that tastes great, you go to BuiltBar.com. You enter the promo code locked on. You get $10 off your first order. That is BuiltBar.com. Enter the promo code locked on for $10 off your first order. 
Daniel, I'm sure Barrett wasn't done. He had other things Clint, to say. Barrett's got more stuff to say. I'm just we didn't even get to in the first segment. He said, quote, they're the receivers on this team I don't necessarily trust. Okay. okay. He did not give a caveat, Clint. He did not say except for Clint. He said the receivers as a group I don't necessarily isn't trust. it obvious to this point, if you're listening to this guy, isn't it obvious to everybody that he doesn't watch football games? Like, like later on to be, the show, to Barton honest. Simmons, Barton Simmons said to him, you said that you don't trust the receivers other than George Pickens, which he did not say. He said, I don't trust the receivers. But Barton Simmons, I think, just couldn't even process him. Yeah. that he auto-corrected him. Correct. Um, he said this team's losing DeAndre Swift. What are they going to do at the running back position? I, I don't know, Barrett. Just uh, maybe you'll wait and see. Maybe just wait and see what we do at the running back position. Okay. Hmm. And then um, he said J- Jamie Newman is an, is average against sure. good teams. Sure. That that's proven. Yeah, prove proven. Not 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 that the Wake Forest team that Jamie Newman was on was average against good teams, mind you. He. Or that Jamie Newman was average because he was out there running the routes, Clint. I don't know if you know this. Uh, he, he absolutely. He was out there running the routes, and he was throwing the ball to himself as he was running the routes, and he was the one catching the ball. Correct. And he was the one blocking for himself, Clint. Correct. I don't know if you know that. Uh, I so do now. When when Wake Forest's offensive line couldn't really handle Clemson's defensive line, that was Jamie Newman's fault. Uh, absolutely, didn't get the ball quick enough. Couldn't process. Couldn't read. Couldn't process a complex defensive system. Correct. All right. So so then Barrett was asked uh, by the host of the show. Uh, okay, you don't, it doesn't really seem like you have you have all that much positive to say about the offense, but but the defense. Barrett, surely we're in agreement that this defense is going to be one of the best uh, in college football. And Barrett says, and this is another quote, the defense is good enough to keep them in every game, but defenses don't win championships in college football anymore. That's a proven fact. All you need is a defense that's good enough to win in college football this year um clint is that first of all is that can we just fact check that real quick sure is that do you, do you is that what? accurate i'm gonna i'm gonna give you a definition of science which is fact okay. finding adventure okay science is this okay an observable thing you can repeat the results of uh-huh okay okay so real quick just as i'm prognosticating about what wins championship you know what wins championships daniel what's that Winning games. Okay. Okay. Now you're okay. getting. <laughs> okay. Now Can we're I, getting somewhere. The point of winning a game is to score more points uh, than the opposite team. I was going to maybe just go off of like, who were the best defenses in college football last year, and did That'd those teams way. do any good? Did those we, teams do good? We did this on a podcast about a month ago, two months ago. We did this. We ran them down. But Daniel, hit the people with it. I mean, uh, Ohio State. One of the best good. defenses in college good. football last season. Um, they do any good? They did good. Were they any good? Were they good? Clemson. Oh. One of the best defenses in college football last season. They do any good? 
So just so we're clear, um, defense doesn't defense doesn't get it done in college no. football. No, no, and that's no. because LSU had a, a For above average season. defense, but not an elite defense. That that's why we're we're making that. St- the fact that all of the other teams in the college football playoff, yeah, the fact that the fact that all the other teams in the college football playoff uh, had elite defenses, that's not. We shouldn't read anything into that. We should just go ahead and assume that defense is overrated. Do you that know? I it's think, not I ever think Clemson, get. Ohio State, Alabama. I think they've just actually stopped recruiting defensive players because it doesn't matter anymore. So they could just take anybody they want. Barrett goes on to say that the, that Georgia is going to be quote. Pretty much the same team that they were last okay. year. A defense first team that's going to try to do just enough to win offensively, and they just aren't going to be able to do it this year. Clint, is that <laughs> does that assessment seem fair? Okay, real quick, Daniel. What if I came into your house, I ripped out the two your front room, your dining room, your kitchen. Okay. I put in better things, newer appliances, newer floor, newer wall, more cost-efficient materials, more energy-efficient materials. You're at the same address, but correct. Do you have the same house anymore? Well, the house is still red and black, so I guess it's basically just the same house that it used to be, Clint. Right? Sure. Is that that must be is it. That because act- Kirby Smart didn't get rid of staff, didn't get rid of players and add new players and new position and new philosophy and new coordinators and new support staff. Yeah, that, that makes sense. We're going to be the same team as last year. That 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 checks out in its entirety. Said 100%. Said no he, Todd, Georgia fan. Todd Munkin was hired to come in and maintain the status quo on offense. He was Correct. hired because Kirby was so happy with the offense. So last happy. Yep. He was he was hired because Kirby Smart loves the way that loves the, the fly sweep moving. with Tyler Simmons really, really wants to give Tyler Simmons a seventh year of eligibility and have him run the end around one more time. Yep. Yeah. That's why Todd Munkin was brought in. And so I couldn't agree more that that is, that's absolutely the future of the program. My favorite Barrett Sully quote though, Clint is coming up after the break. Your favorite. This is really – it's because this is at the end of the podcast, and okay. this man has just been on here absol- speaking absolute nonsense. The uh, the host of the podcast trying desperately to talk sense into him, and he is just sure. spouting off all sorts of what all that I don't even know what. Uh, and then we get to the end of the podcast, and he is given one more chance to kind of re- Come forward. Come to on, redeem Jared. himself. Okay, he's given one more chance to kind of slowly walk back some of the ridiculous claims that he's made and and just sort of sort of ease into his take that Georgia might not win the SEC East, which, again, I don't need you to pick Georgia to win the SEC East. I think that's a dumb opinion. But but when you give reasons like this for it, that's when I really start to have issues. And so he is asked by the host of the show is it is it Kirby Smart that's ultimately going to keep this team from taking another step forward? Like, is it Kirby Smart because he's a defensive-minded coach and it's going to have a hard time just taking his hands off the playbook, taking his sure. hands off the clock management? Is it the fact that Kirby Smart sometimes makes questionable decisions in games, which Georgia fans, we know that he does, uh, 
or that he has in the past. Hopefully those days are behind us. But is it is it Kirby Smart really that that's possibly going to be the limiting factor on this team? Which, to be honest with you, if you had the opinion that Kirby Smart's going to be the limiting factor on this team, I don't agree with that opinion. But I think that you could at least make a case that that's a possible option. It is possible that Kirby Smart's just not the best in-game coach sure. that has ever coached college football. All right, he's 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 very young in his head coaching career, and he is not, does not have a perfect track record by any means. Uh, they said, "Is it Kirby Smart that's going to hold this team back, or is it a matter of they don't have the right personnel?" And and Barrett, with all the opportunity to kind of uh, backtrack a little bit says no 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 no. I love Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart's not the problem. Okay. The problem is not that they don't have the right personnel in the sense that it's the right fit. The problem is they don't have good enough players on offense <laughs> to get it done. Their offensive personnel simply isn't good enough. Clint. Any thoughts on 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 that? Okay. Let's okay. Okay. Barrett, you are famous for talking about stars and recruits and rankings. You use the metric to distinguish somebody as good or not. You're part of the industry that does so. And if a simple Google search is what you're requiring, if you're missing that component, I can teach you how to Google, bro. Like sure, I can I can do that for you. Google any rankings at any time under Kirby Smart offensive linemen. Go to wide receivers. You you pick the position. You pick the class. You pick the year. Yep. You you do yep. it. You I'll let you determine what that all is, and you show me where there's not skill at the offensive side of the ball. Go ahead. Go go ahead. I'm waiting in anticipation. We're. Anxiously awaiting you to acknowledge that George Pickens exists. Correct. Like we're here waiting for you to acknowledge that Dominic Blaylock exists, that he's here, that he he's a person. How about uh old five star number one tight end in the nation? Hey. How about how about that? You How about the smattering of four-star wide receivers that we went out and got? Just you, you go ahead and take one four-star away. I, you can keep them as an extra. How about all the you rest can of them? Take f- you can take five of the four-star wide receivers off this team, and there's still plenty of talent to get us through the entire season. No, this What about across the offensive line, Clint? Or oh, no. It, that, we must have not had we, top players in states in the South at every single recruiting class. Yeah, no, that's probably – there's probably not going to be five stars that are still going to be backing up people on this team. Correct. Clint. Correct. Uh, across the board, across most every position. No, uh, no, Barrett. No, you you haven't watched a game. No, um, you, it's you not a matter of SEC personnel. Is. You don't know what Georgia is. It has nothing to do with our skill on that side of the ball. It has everything to do with what we have said before with the philosophy and the coaching 
again, to your point, if he could have said, hey, Kirby needs to needs to pull a little bit of a coach O and bring somebody else in and say, hey, you take this, we could listen to that. But that's not what you said. That's not what you said at all. You he, said something very stupid. Also, he did that. He, he it, literally correct. just did hire someone <laughs> to do that thing that you're talking about. Correct. Uh yeah, Barry, this was almost as bad as your 2018 prediction that Old Miss was going to crush Alabama before Alabama went 62 straight points unanswered to Old Miss. He got the crush part, right? He, well, he, he, he got that one. It was bold. He, how, it was how, how spicy about 2000, take. Spicy take. How about 2018, Barrett? Uh, when you said... Uh, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, Old Miss was going to win six games. LSU was going to win seven games. Uh, LSU went on to win ten games that year. Barrett, um, how about Kentucky? Five and a half games. Oh, Kentucky went ahead and, and got themselves ten. Uh, how about mm. you said Florida was going to be up there at the top? Uh, they weren't. It, it just it keeps going on and on and on. Barrett, you're making yourself look foolish. And if if all you had to say was I'm unsure. I don't know. I'd like to see more. I hope they take the next step. If you were to say they've been there and they haven't taken the next step, they're so close. They're on the precipice. I just like X, Y, and Z. It's it's an X factor. Okay. I, I could listen to you a little bit more. But when you're out here saying that there's no skill, when you're out here saying that that defense doesn't win championships, when you're out here saying I don't trust the offensive line, all you're doing is you're using football cliches to make yourself sound ignorant. Uh, when Barrett was talking about the defense, I didn't bring this up, but the he was no. he was asked about the defensive side of the ball, and uh, the only two names that he, he he had complimentary things to say about the defense. The only two names that he came out with though were Monty Rice and Richard LeCount. This, if there's ever been something that was more, that all, was more. All I know by that, perfect. All I know by more that, perfect, is yep. that you have. You got a press. You read a headline to a USA Today article that was thirty words. That's what you did. <laughs> well, I would have read the whole article, but to my credit, I saw how long it was, and I didn't want to. So that's I just I stuck with the headline. And oh my uh, gosh, that's look. I, we it's we don't want you to be Barretts, being fan of Georgia. Okay, don't be don't be Trevors. Don't be Barretts. Have a little bit of integrity. In your fandom, again, if somebody wants to come out and say Kyle Trask is going to throw all over us, you can laugh at them. Uh, but have some have some integrity backing up why you think that's going to be silly and stupid and pathetic of them to say such a thing. And you have that now. We're, we're giving that to like, you. yeah, like maybe that you've watched Kyle Trask play against Georgia before. Yes, that's, that could be something that you would come back with. <laughs> that's like how. How to win a football game? You have to score more points than the other team, and ah. Georgia. Georgia doesn't let teams score more points than them, even though defense doesn't matter somehow. No. But no, but all still, you need is you just score Joe Burrow and faster than fast wide receivers to win. That's all you need. LSU didn't have any players on defense last year. Didn't make any big stops in that game. It was just, it was just points. Gosh, that's Daniel. all. I'm sorry. I'm I'm off my salt box now. I can't do it. I, I just can't. Okay, uh, that's it for this week's uh, episodes. We will be back next week to talk about all things related to the University of Georgia, and hopefully nothing related to no. Barrett Sully. Um, Barrett, we love you. We'd love to have you on the show I, at any point. We'd love to have you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 
All right. Well, fair enough. That wraps it up for this edition of Locked On Bulldogs. If you still want something to listen to, you tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NFL Draft. You guys have a great weekend, and we will see you next week. See ya.